The reading for today is from Luke chapter 2, verses 22 to 32. When the time of the purification according to the law of Moses had been completed, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord. A pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelations to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. The child, father, mother marveled at what they said about him. Then Shimei blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is given to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be spoken against. So the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and the sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophetess Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but was a night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. This is the Gospel of Christ. Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is not Joel, and I'm not the minister of St. Stephen's. Uh, and I'm sorry I'm not as pleasing on the eye as he is. Uh, but you're, you're, stuck with, you're stuck with me this morning, and it's very nice to see you. My name is Simeon. I was mentioned in that Bible reading just before. And I'm here visiting this morning. Now, you might be wondering how I'm here over 2,000 years later, but don't worry about those minor details. I'm here because I need to tell you about this child that came to the temple that day. People say uh, the saying, best day of my life. Uh, but this really was the best day of my life because that child was so special. And I had been waiting for him for such a long time. Uh, I've got a couple of minutes, so why don't I tell you a little bit more? I can't really explain it, but all those years ago, I had been expecting this child. God made it clear to me that I would see him before he died. One day I felt I just had to go to the temple courts and it was busy there as usual, people everywhere. But all of a sudden I noticed this man and a woman, a young woman carrying a baby and I couldn't contain my excitement. When I saw this child, this was the saviour that God had promised. I picked him up in my arms with his mum's permission of course uh, and I praised God. Now, you may remember uh, this scene from The Lion King. Well, I did that move long before that monkey Rafiki did. 
I held Jesus up for the whole temple to see. Now anyway, I'm not here to sue Disney. I'm, I'm here to tell you about Jesus and why I was so moved when I saw him. Did you know about 700 years earlier, the prophet Isaiah had said that God would one day comfort his people and live among them. My people have been waiting ever since. And when God told me I would get to see it happen, well, you can imagine my joy. God was keeping his promise. And I think that's what made seeing Jesus just so special. I get emotional just just thinking about it. Well, let me try and explain it to you. Have you ever been so excited about receiving a gift? You know it's coming, but you have to wait for it. You don't get it right away. And when it finally comes, it's everything you hoped it would be and more. You've probably never had that situation, but that's exactly how I felt when I saw Jesus. And as I think back, all those years ago, I knew that God was going to do two things through Jesus. Firstly, I knew that Jesus came to save us. I wonder what you think when you think of that word save. I've been doing a little bit of research and I've learned that some of you are very good at saving. Uh, You've been saving up money to buy Christmas presents for other people. Uh, Maybe you have one of these little piggy banks. Uh, Some of you have saved goals when you you play football like, like this guy. Or you save tries when you play touch rugby. Some of you are very good at saving things on a computer. You save your documents every 30 seconds so you don't lose your work. Some of you are very kind and you saved a seat for someone here this morning. There are many ways that we can save. But there's one way that none of us can save. We can't save ourselves from the sin in this world and the way that it affects us. Uh, I've been reading this, this wonderful book, God's book, the Bible recently. Uh, I wish I had it all back in my day. The Bible says that the punishment for sin is death. But it also says that God sent Jesus to save us and take that punishment for us. Now, when I think of my life all those years ago, I knew that I needed saving. At that time, that the Romans were giving us a really hard time. We needed God to save us from them. But the more I think about it, the more I realize we also needed God to save us from ourselves. Have you ever had those moments where you you try really hard to do the right thing, but you fail? Well, that was me and my people again and again and again. God would say to us, do this, and things would go well for about an hour, and then we'd be and then we'd be back to failing. We'd do the things that God said not to do, and we had a terrible attitude towards God. Uh, I've noticed something since being back here. I've noticed a lot of people these days have cats. Uh, Put your hand up if you have a cat. Yeah, that's quite a few. Well, I've got to say it, some cats are really selfish. They only come to you, they only come to you when they want something, and sadly, that's actually a bit... How like, uh, like how we treat God. We ignore, ignore God until we think that he's going to give us something that we want. And we do it when it's convenient for us. And despite that, God still sent his son, Jesus, to save us from our sin once and for all. That's why I was so excited. 
That's actually why I sung that song. I won't sing it now because I don't want you to leave. But I, I will read you the words. Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. It was a song about God saving his people through Jesus. Only God could save in that way. I've noticed some people these days uh, have these things called uh, business cards. Here's a blank one on the screen. And, and normally it says your name on it, and then it says what you do. So maybe mine would say, Simeon, singer-songwriter. Uh, Jesus's could say any number of things, because he does so much. But based on, on my song, maybe his would say, Jesus, saviour of the world. Because he came to save all sorts of people. It didn't matter where you were from, it didn't matter uh, what you were like, what you had done in the past. And after all, his name means God saves. That is what he came to do. But there's something else I need to tell you about. It's the same thing that I said to his mum, Mary. Jesus would divide. When Jesus came to save, uh, to save it, was gonna, it wasn't going to be good news for everyone because Jesus would challenge everyone. And some people didn't want to be challenged. Some people would hate Jesus. Many people would speak against him. So he was going to cause a little bit of a stir. He would cause some people to rise up, but he would cause others to come crashing down. And I read in the Bible that if, if a person is humble before God, God will lift them up. He will cause them to rise. But if a person is proud and arrogant before God, if they don't think they need him, he will humble them and cause them to fall. And he would reveal people's hearts. I can look out and I can look around this room. I can look you in the eyes, those of you who are still awake, and I, I can see all of you. But I can't see what's in your heart. And you can't see what's in mine. Jesus can see all of our hearts. He sees what's going on inside of us. Every thought we've had, everything that we long for in life, he sees it. And he sees the good and he sees the bad. And despite all those bad things in our hearts, uh, despite those things, he still sees us and he loves us and he's still willing to save us. Now that is a gift we should always thank God for. And I'm here this morning to ask you, are you taking Jesus seriously? Since my day, a lot has happened. Jesus died, he rose from the dead, he went up to heaven to be with God, and he said he would one day return. Are you living your life waiting for his return? There's nothing more important in this world than how you respond to Jesus. Nothing is more important than that. You will either be with him or you will be against him. You'll either be saved by him or you will face his judgment one day for your sin. Now, I'm pretty sure a lot of people thought I was crazy when I told them that Jesus was the one who would save us. After all those years of waiting, many of them ended up missing out. And if you live your lives for Jesus, I'm pretty sure that people will call you crazy too. 
But one day, Jesus will return. He's promised to do that. And when he does, if you've been waiting for him, it will be worthwhile. If you've been living for him, it will be your best day ever. And you'll get it for all of eternity. Because Jesus will take you home to heaven. And there's no better place that a person could be. Most of us, I imagine in this room, aren't great at waiting. Uh, we have to wait in traffic and we end up looking like this guy. Uh, if, we've ha- if we have to wait uh, longer for a, for a doctor's appointment, we get frustrated. If we have to wait for food, things can get very ugly. Uh, we're impatient and, and some of us here this morning have been waiting on God for a long, long time. Waiting for him to answer our prayer. Waiting for him to take away our trials and, and the suffering the pain in our lives, waiting for him to give us a sense of joy. But maybe you feel as though it hasn't happened yet, even though God has said that one day he will do some of those things. Well, as we wait, God is actually making us more and more like Jesus. And when the time is right, our waiting will finally be over. So I want to encourage you this morning, as someone who had to wait a long, long time. Let me say to you, keep waiting for Jesus' return and keep walking closely with God as you do. If you don't know what that looks like, uh, to wait for Jesus or, or how to do it, chat with someone here this morning. I can't stick around, but your minister Joel will be here later. I'm sure he'd love to chat with you about what that means uh, for you to live for Jesus as you wait for his return. Well, it's a special time of year as we celebrate God coming into this world. Uh, I hope you have a great Christmas enjoying that and looking forward to the day when he will return. Why don't we pray together to close. Dear God, thank you for sending us your son, Jesus, to save us. Not to save us in the, in the ways uh, that we always want, but to save us in the way that we needed to save us from our sin and from the consequences of that. Thank you for the joy that we can have uh, this Christmas, knowing that if we trust Jesus, uh, we will be saved. And please, would you help us as we uh, reflect on what that means in our lives. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.